Attention, attention, les passagers du vol Music Airlines numéro 304 à destination Deviant Disco sont priés de se préparer. Embarquement immédiat. Name? Ben. Surname? Osborne. Occupation? Oh, many things. DJ, writer. Um, I put on a, a event for Noise of Art. Not so much a promoter, more of a creative director um, putting together different, not only DJs and live acts, but also artists, actors, um, dancers, architects. Um, writers and, uh, and any other art form I can put with mostly electronic music but not always electronic music. Okay then, um, when did you start buying vinyls? Oh my god, <laughs> that's, a, that's an interesting question. Um, the first record I bought I was with my dad in a record shop in North London and uh, I must have been probably seven or something like that. Um, and I wanted a record and my dad gave me pocket money and I bought the record. I'm not going to tell you what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say, um, when did you start buying vinyls in order probably to become a DJ? Let's, yeah. let's go to that as point. A, well, I suppose more as a, as a collector. I was, in, I was in bands at the time. Um, I was in bands from as, as early as I could possibly get persuade friends to, to stand in the room with me and play an instrument. Um, so because of that I began um, collecting records. Um, again, very, very young. I mean, I must have been, I don't know, 10 or something. Um, and I got into sort of, you know, some of the obvious things like Beatles and Elvis Presley and stuff. Um, and, uh, and then I remember um, a friend of my stepfather's bought me a Who album and she came over from America um, and again this is just you know very pre-teens um, so that kind of got me into into uh, enjoying vinyl um, uh, and uh, yeah I can't actually remember the point when that changed apart from the fact that when music became more of a more of a kind of professional option for me I guess my attitude began to change then and I began looking for more obscure influences and um, less obvious music. And at some point I got into that relationship which doesn't happen so often anymore. There are a few places, um, obviously here in Paris there are places, in London there's places like Fonica, where you get to know the person selling you records and they begin to realise that you're not just a normal customer somebody who's got kind of interest and they start looking for records for you um, and then that progressed into having a network of record shops that I could go into and they'd have a pile ready for me <laughs> um, uh, that which, makes a whole difference which makes it? yeah 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 which makes, so so I mean obviously I go in looking for other things and stuff but they'd always they'd always be like a bag with um with with my name on it which which the uh, the people who knew me by then Um, and obviously when I became a more of a DJ, um, that that's also gave them another kind of incentive. Um, and then you get into that nice situation where people want to give you their records because they want you to play them in, in clubs. Um, so yeah, it was a gradual, it wasn't a kind of, didn't happen as a, as a kind of instant thing. It was a, a gradual development from being uh, a record collector into, I mean a record buyer, casual record buyer, into a sort of record collector, then into a DJ. Great. Do you have a favorite genre in dance music or do you dig and listen to any kind of music? Um, I listen to any kind of music, definitely. Um, and But not all of it for DJ. You know, there's some records which are just beautiful records and there's no way that you could put them into a set unless you... I play some interesting places like um, art galleries and stuff and that gives you a broader chance to put on music that normally you wouldn't be able to play as part of a DJ set um, but no I, I mean I, I don't have I obviously have a love of music that's based around dance culture so um, and and that probably comes initially sort, sort of through funk and soul and bits of jazz music and then into uh, into house and, and, yeah, and electro and so on um, so uh, 
so all of those obviously have a kind of deep deep kind of place within me um but there's there's you know there's there's so many examples of good music there's barely a genre of music where there isn't a good example there are some but um but nearly every every genre has has things that uh, that you like to listen to sometimes um so so yeah i, I try and keep it as collective and even when i'm playing a, 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 a set i really like being able to bring in surprises and you know drop in some hip-hop when you don't expect it or you know go from playing house drum and bass back to house and um dropping in you know, there's many different forms you can or just breaking you know um it's fantastic when you've got a kind of long flow of four four beats to suddenly break it up or something um or to suddenly drop the tempo um and uh and it you know it, that that in itself and just like revitalize the dance floor at points so um yeah keep it open okay do you have a name for the podcast you you, you sent are you recorded um I th- maybe it's Devian <laughs> <laughs> um I think the one I the one I sent over a couple and I think the one you're going to use was done um you uh based around a compilation that came out um that I was helping a record label called We Want Sounds with called Disco 2 um and it's a, a selection of tracks from, from all over the place but they have and they're not necessarily disco but they have a kind of disco element in common okay that's a good answer um when did you start DJing <laughs> uh, right again that's a hard question to answer because um I, I was interested in playing music to friends from early on so in a sense that was me starting to dj and uh and certainly you know kind of like at college and stuff i used to dj um but i wouldn't uh i hadn't i wouldn't have thought of myself as a dj then i was just somebody had records and given the chance i'd play them to people and i was more focused on being in bands um but i had one sort of funky jazzy band um that had a, a, a 12-inch out when I was when I was in Manchester. And at this point, I was living in Manchester. Um, the band was in London still, um, and uh, and a DJ in a in a bar called Bar Ten in Manchester um, came over and said, "Would you mind if I played your record?" And I, of course, it's fat. I said, "No, that'd be great." Um, and after he played it, uh, I went over and thanked him and, and said, asked him whether, because I, you know, I played in, in booths and stuff, but I never actually kind of thought about the craft of DJing. So I asked him whether he'd show me around the decks and uh, and how to use a mixer. And he went, yeah, yeah, sure. Come back next week. Bring seven records with you. So dutifully, I came back the following week with seven records. And he said, invited me into the DJ booth, said, here's a cross phaser, these are your phasers up and down, right, I'm off to get a drink, and left me in the DJ booth <laughs> to, 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 uh, to mix without any kind of like pre-warning or whatever. Um, and I'm sure I made a horrible mess of it, but afterwards, my girlfriend at the time said she found it quite sexy when I was in the DJ booth, so after that, I um, tried again, then I moved back down to London, and I got a um, residency at a place called the Medicine Bar, which at the time was one of the only two DJ bars in, in London. Um, and I became their Sunday resident, which was lucky because there was a real kind of Sunday scene taking off then, um, which went into lots of different directions. But like one of the things that came out of that was became sort of the UK garage scene. But there's a lot of the kind of alternative music then that you couldn't get on a Friday or Saturday night because at that time it was mostly kind of like house and some drum and bass and whatever. Um, so trying to do something out of those narrow confines was was more difficult. You know, the biggest the biggest um, acid jazz night I think was on Monday then, you know. So having a Sunday residency turned out to be a really good thing. We used to get all sorts of people come down there, like Chemical Brothers used to be down there and stuff. It just became like a part of the scene dropping. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that's that sort of got me into considering myself a DJ rather than somebody who just bought records and played them to their friends. <laughs> Thanks a lot. What my last question would be: What would be your advice for somebody who's in our group, Devin Disco? I, you know us now, so what would be your recommendation for a Devin Disco follower? <laughs> you mean in what way? In, in the... music and interest, and you know, just. Um, well, I mean, just uh, go have 
and enjoy yourself. <laughs> and uh, yeah, come to the next Deviant Disco party is my, my main recommendation, especially if you like Deviant Disco. <laughs> Thank you very much, Ben.
Thank you. 